the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And the lifelong trader. This is the Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Former President Trump has been celebrating a commanding polling lead over his rivals, but is urging his supporters to get out and vote. Ten days from now, the people of this state are going to cast the most important vote of your entire lives. I believe that, too, very much. In Sioux Center, Iowa, Friday night, Trump urged supporters not to be complacent. I think it's going to be really a tremendous victory in Iowa because I'm seeing polls that are phenomenal. But the, the main thing I got to ask you, look, we got to get out and vote because, you know, bad things happen when you sit back. As the Supreme Court considers whether Trump can be kept off 2024 presidential ballots, he tells supporters. By delivering a massive victory in Iowa, you'll send a thundering message to crooked Joe Biden. He's a crooked man, an incompetent crooked man. I'm Ben Thomas. And you'll find more of these stories at srnnews.com. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. What is your healing power? Maybe your healing power is helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness. Is your healing power a simple heartfelt letter or being a volunteer? It is estimated that over a half a million current warfighters will return from service diagnosed with PTSD and 22 veterans will commit suicide every day. Our veterans have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country at HealVets.org. You can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, therapy kits, and more. Discover your healing power at HealVets.org. Help Heal Veterans, together with you, has been helping one recovering veteran at a time. We are helping veterans heal together. What is your healing power? To find out about your power, visit HealVets.org. This PSA is sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded.
turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. He's a strange doctor. Strange doctor. We finally made it to campus. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. So I was, you may know when we do this, we have a podcast. You go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and you can just pull down the show that you might have missed. So if you're just tuning in in the 10 o'clock hour, the 9 o'clock hour, we did the jobs report. And and I'm transitioning to doing sort of a recession type analysis, you know, what's happening in 24 as we start that process. And I'm well along the way to coming forming an opinion about what 2024 is going to look like we and, and so forth but what i titled the the segment the last hour was an almost perfect job saturday that jobs report and talked about by all of the pundits i can't even i i tried to listen to um the new nec chair lael brainerd who used to be the vice chair at the federal reserve uh, she's now the head of the National Economic Council, which is which is basically President Biden's uh, um, chief economic spokesperson that's out there, the lifelong committed uh, uh, government official, uh, very much a member of the Democratic Party, um, even when she was at the Fed, and I couldn't even get through it. Uh, it Everyone is saying it's almost perfect. Here's here's the two things that you need to think about. I gave you one, which nobody talked about, so I emphasized it, which is you had a very weird print on household employment with the labor force going down a seasonally adjusted almost 700,000 workers and unseasonally adjusted about 1.1 to 1.2 million workers. That was odd. The other one, which I think you really do have to think about, is the fact that, and it was mentioned by a couple folks, the fact that wages are still not coming down. Average hourly earnings on a on a compounded annual rate of change basis, okay? So you're taking the monthly data and saying, if we got this all the time for the next 12 months, what would the yearly inf- uh, wage inflation number be? The answer to that is 4.1%. Yes, down from 5.9. Okay, but you're you're running, you know, and it's been at that level at about 4% for the last for the last year and a half. So one of two things can be true, but only one. One, wage inflation is still too high relative to the Federal Reserve's 2% target. If you think that labor productivity is going at its historical level for the last 20 years of about 1%, that's true. Okay? And that would mean that the that would then mean that the Fed is not done with I mean not only is it not going to cut rates, it's possibly not quite yet done with raising rates. Right? So the Fed might have, you know, the Fed might still have to Hold rates higher for much longer. And we're going to play in this hour um, the speech, you know, uh, one 
one little bit of a clip in the last two minutes, last two, two and a half minutes of prepared remarks by Tom Barkin. He is the president of the Richmond Federal Reserve Bank um, who gave a talk down in North Carolina. And, and it, it was it's one of the better speeches I've I, I read the entire one. I heard the clip. It's one of the better speeches I've seen from a Fed official in some time. I, I, I will admit I, I, I miss Jim Bullard, who, who really could give a good talk. Uh, uh, Tom, Tom Barkin uh, is not someone that, the, that everybody pays a lot of attention to, but I think they should. I think he's sharp. So I'm going to give you some of his stuff here, too. But the other point to be raised here is if the Fed is going to signal effectively that rates are higher for longer. I think they have to get the market to stop paying attention to headline CPI or headline PCE or frankly, even core PCE. I think they have to get them to pay attention to wages. Yes. Have real, is it good for people to make higher real wages? Yes, of course it is, but it's only sustainable if those workers are actually producing product that is sold for enough to pay them those higher wages. When the university can't get more students to come to campus and we can't, and we can't get those students that we do get to come to campus to pay significantly higher tuition, both of those have been a struggle for many universities, it is hard for me to then turn around and say, well, all the workers here have to get a 5% wage increase because, you know, they're losing to inflation. Yeah, but the problem is we won't have enough money to pay all of them that. So some folks are going to get a 5% raise and some people are going to be looking for different work. Right? And that's, I'm not talking about St. Cloud State. I don't even talk about Minnesota. I'm talking about the entire, the entire world of higher education is struggling to figure out, can we afford to keep all the people we've got around here? Um, you know, when, when, when the number of, of 18 year olds coming out of school is dec- decreasing, it's actually in a, in a little bit of an up wave right now, but will start decreasing in a couple of years. I mean, everyone could read a demographic chart and, you know, and we're all questioning why are, why are tuition rates so dang high? Right. Um, and so these wages that we're paying right now, this 4% increase over the last 17, 18 months creates a real challenge. The only if the business if businesses can't become more productive, the only way to afford to continue to pay those wages is one of two things. They either have to push inflation higher or they have to cut the number of workers they have. Either you're gonna get either you're gonna get the recession just from from businesses realizing they can't afford all the labor they've got and get rid of them. That doesn't seem to be happening right now because businesses are still trying to keep the workers they have. They're too, it's too hard to let them go because they took so long to find them. Or that number stays high. The price inflation number won't get back down to 2%. And now the Federal Reserve has to do one of two things. It either has to, either has to raise interest rates even a little bit further, which the market is absolutely, absolutely unprepared for and as we say the fed will never do something unless they prepare you for it for months in advance and they've done no preparation for that or 
The other thing they could do, which they also will have to prepare you for, is a re-examination of whether or not they really want to be have a 2% target or whether they start trying to crawl to 25 or 3%. Which is the thing that we've been warning you about for the last two and a half years. Okay? I've said the Fed will not change that number. But the way the market has behaved, the way that interest, the way that the employment numbers have behaved, the stickiness of the wage inflation number, okay, it's remarkable. I'm looking at a chart that's drawn by Scott Sumner over at his, over at his. I think this is off the Money Illusion blog. Uh, is this off Money Illusion? Yeah. Uh, Scott Sumner, uh, retired economist from Brandeis, who has a blog called The Money Illusion, highly recommended, uh, has has a post on why such low unemployment. Well, the reason we have low unemployment is wage rates are, you know, we still have wage rates that are kind of up there, uh, are are kind of up there. We've avoided high employment so far. The bad news is we haven't done much in reducing wage inflation. If the Fed is serious about getting price inflation back down to 2%, it has to communicate to the markets that 4% wage inflation is inconsistent with 2% price inflation. Unless it wants to tell me a story about rising productivity, which I don't think they want to. Or it's going to have to say, the 2% inflation target, we're going to tweak it. I don't think either of those will, will go particularly well. Let me, uh, let me play a couple more uh, folks uh, here. Um, I had that wrong. Jay Bryson, I'm pretty sure, was on CNBC. This is Matt Stuckey. Uh, uh, another economist who was on Yahoo Finance, also giving us some in- insight into what's going on with uh, what's going on with his forecast for recession in 2024, which is he seems to not think one is happening here. Uh, let's play this. This is cut eight. A couple of months ago, we would say that our call for a mild recession was kind of quasi consensus. But over the last two months, it's kind of moved into the contrarian camp. We haven't changed our view that the ultimate uh, result of one of the fastest tightening cycles in the last 40 years is going to be some mild form of a recession in 2024. Um, you know, a couple of things that you know we've been watching pretty closely. You know, even though the Fed is getting more comfortable with um, inflation rapidly coming down, we do think that it's going to be a challenge for inflation to firmly get down to their 2% goal. And so a lot of these cuts that are priced into the market here for 2024, um, you know, we think it's it's likely to be um, somewhat of a disappointment as we move into the front half of this year um, if labor doesn't crack uh, and we don't get um, uh, the room for the Fed to cut in the front half of next year. And that's the issue. There's no room to cut. I do think the market, the markets will will tank a little bit. Well, not tank. Tank a little bit is kind of. I think you're looking at a more like a correction. I don't think you get a full blown bear market, uh, but you'll get you'll get some kind of change in that. In you'll get some kind of of uh, decline, and I think that comes with a backup in interest rates. So interest rates drop. The Fed, the ten year Treasury fell all the way down to below 3.8% yield. In the last week, it has moved back above to, to about 4%, and even a, uh, there were a couple trades yesterday that were above 4%. I still think that's going to get to 4.1, 4.2. There are people who think 
the people who are in the uh, the Fed's going to cut, the Fed's going to cut a lot, it's coming soon, are saying, hey, that uh, 4.1, 4.2 yield is really juicy, you should buy it. Um, I'm not necessarily... I'm not necessarily thinking that number's going to come back down anytime soon. One more forecast out of this. Let's play this now because I want to get to some other stuff after the break. Uh, this is Drew, Drew um, Metis, uh, and Drew is at, uh, Drew is at MetLife and uh, had this to say. This is cut number 12. Well, we're on the dollar side because we're expecting a recession. Hmm. You know, where where I have some difficulty with kind of where the consensus is right now is the idea of rate cuts and the soft landing. Um, when we have an inflation rate that's above three, uh, that doesn't square the circle. You know, if you were to kind if you were to kind of you know, I don't know, land land on planet Earth and look at the United States economy and see a three percent inflation rate and an unemployment rate of three seven. Um, you wouldn't be asking yourself when we were going to cut rates. You'd be asking yourself when we're, when we're going to start increasing rates. Right. That's really that that more and more people are coming around this view. If you've been listening to the King Banyan show here for, I don't know, all of 23 or particularly the second half of 23, when the Fed started to hit the brakes on the rate height cycle, it went really, really fast. And then it slowed down really, really quickly. Um. And has said repeatedly, you know, watch the path, not don't watch the don't watch the level. Don't watch the path. Just watch the path. Um, I think I think these two views are are largely on on point, uh, both uh, Stucky and and Mattis in saying, I think the next step of this cycle, the 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 drop in interest rates. I still argue it's six months out. I don't think you see anything until till July. And if it comes in July, then there is a time to do cuts that are greater than than three, two or three in that cycle. Because in the middle of that, you're going to have a presidential election. And in that presidential election, do you really want to have uh, the two presidential candidates who are likely to be, you know, two growly old men? Uh, do you really want them to be barking at the Fed about about playing politics with interest rates? No, you don't. <laughs> so I think the Fed, I, I, I actually think the Fed stands pat at one point. I actually think you might, all right, I, I mean, I'd like to figure out how I could bet on the Fed funds rate in December of 2024 still being above 5%. I think there's a chance of that. Not a great chance, but certainly a better chance than the Vikings making it to the playoffs. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. There's a ton to explore at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Like the biggest savings around at our half-off deals tab. Click on programs to see your daily lineup, win prizes at the VIP fan club, catch up on your favorite podcasts, and more. In a world where financial landscapes can change rapidly, safeguarding your savings and retirement accounts is paramount. Direct Bullion USA is more than just the number one rated gold bullion dealer in America. We're your trusted partner in navigating the uncertainties of hyperinflation and political upheaval around the world. And we share your Christian worldview. Call us now at 888-787-GOLD. 
Precious metals like gold and silver have been a safe haven investment for hundreds of years. And investors are diversifying their portfolios every month with physical gold and silver with Direct Bullion USA. Get started when you call Direct Bullion USA at 888-787-4653 and get your free gold investing starter kit today. All it takes is one call to 888-787-GOLD. Take control of your retirement and protect your future with Direct Bullion USA. Call 888-787-4653. That's 888-787-GOLD. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. C.S. Lewis once said, Education without values seems to make man a more clever devil. A Christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year. TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours. Now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world. To see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Turning on your favorite ministry or catching your favorite talk show. These are just a couple of reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly. Visit DependOnAM.com to help keep AM radio in vehicles for the next generation. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. The Biz 1440, 651-289-4477. The number to call, questions and comments, 651-289-4477. Uh, hello, is there anybody out there? Um, maybe we should play that. Uh, so let me, let me begin to make this transition to a different... Um, to 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 a couple of different themes, uh, particularly regarding uh, we've already talked about the Fed, and I mentioned to you earlier uh, there was a very good speech given uh, at the uh, Raleigh, North Carolina Chamber of Commerce uh, meeting on on Wednesday of this week by uh, the president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Richmond, Tom Barkin. Um, I'm going to read part of it. I only have audio for like the last two and a half minutes of this. We're not going to play it all. We cut it up so that uh, I could comment on it. But I wanted to, I wanted to start with this, uh, start with this, and say, I think he did a very good job of coming up with metaphors to do this. I remember I was presenting to many times, you know, uh, banks and real estate companies, uh, manufacturers have like retreats uh, or 
annual meetings or something like that, and they'll call for someone to come and do a do a talk uh, about about the economy. I do that kind. That's one of my one of the things I do. Uh, if you if you look me up, if you look up my 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 page banyan.net, not my not my university page, but my private page, you can you can actually see kind of what I do. And if you're interested, please yeah, go right ahead. I'd be happy to hear from you. Um, uh, so I remember doing one. This was for um, this was for a good friend. Uh, one of my former students is a VP for a, a, a bank that has work. You know, from the western suburbs of the Twin Cities all the way up to uh, the Walker area. Uh, doesn't do a whole lot in western, does nothing in southern, but a lot. So I, I, can, I don't just do central Minnesota. I can do the entire state and so forth. So anyway, they're, they're a bank, and this was at the point where the Fed had just taken the rate up over 5%. And, and so I remember using graphics with a picture of Jay Powell flying a plane onto a runway and, and addressing the idea of a soft landing six to seven months ago. President Barkin uh, from the Richmond Fed on Wednesday went through and uh, went through sort of, first of all, he gets up to give a talk. He, he says, uh, you know, the talk is not very long. And, and he talks about making, doing a soft landing. Now, he says, now everyone is talking about the potential for a soft landing where inflation completes its journey back to normal levels while the economy stays healthy. And you can see the case for that. Demand, employment, inflation all surged, but now seem to be on a, back, on a path back toward normal. Okay, GDP, which grew 5.8% in 21, is now estimated to be about 2.5%, closing in on a trend rate of just under 2%, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And so he says, the airport is on the horizon, but landing a plane isn't easy, especially when the outlook is foggy. And headwinds and tailwinds can affect your course. It's easy to oversteer and do too much or understeer and do too little. I see four big flight risks. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you're just you're just gonna lean right into this landing metaphor and try to try to give us some things. So let's talk about let's so let me give you what his four risks are. Number one, the US economy could run out of fuel. This is, in fact, what this is, in fact, sort of the argument that we've been making for 2023. The recession didn't come. The reason was, you know, people had healthy balance sheets. All of those fiscal transfer, all the money that they got turned out well. So so but one of the risks is they're going to run out of money sooner than we think. And I got asked this question Thursday night at, at our presentation and my answer, my answer is, well, you know what? I don't think we really know. I don't think we have a particularly great answer on how much, how much dry, dry, dry tinder, how much fuel is left in the tank, right? For, for consumers to continue to power and expansion into twenty four. Number two, we could hit, we could experience unexpected turbulence. Okay, there could be another shock. Okay, geopolitical event, a cyber shutdown, uh, or maybe maybe banks pulling back altogether. Number three, we could be approaching the wrong airport. And this is the point where I'm like, whoa, wait, what? The inflation numbers have come down, but much of the drop has been the partial reversal 
of pandemic era goods pandemic era goods price increases as the economy has normalized shelter and services inflation remain higher than historical levels presenting a risk that inflation levels off at a cruising altitude higher than our 2% target. As I talk to businesses, I still hear too many planning above normal price increases. In our certain, this is King talking, in our survey of local businesses that we ran in December, 60% of them said we plan to raise prices in the next six months. Is that consistent with us landing, soft landing at 2%? Back to bargain. After decades without pricing power, businesses, especially those facing margin pressure, won't want to back down from raising prices until their customers or competitors force their hands. You may wonder whether a different destination, say 3% inflation, would be acceptable. The answer is no. Credibility is the Fed's key asset. King speaking, yeah, what else is he going to say? They'll be committed. They will keep saying that they're going to hit the 2% target until they decide that they're not going to and that they're ready to tell you they're not going to. They're likely to decide they're not going to do it well before they tell you they're not going to do it. So, of course, people like, like President Barkin are going to say, you know, they'll set this up. They'll ignore, okay, but it's interesting that he even acknowledges that there's an argument out there to say we're going to stop at 3%. Then his fourth, his fourth risk, his fourth risk is the landing could be delayed, right? The economy continues to defy expectations. We might be wrong. Maybe the path of GDP is higher than we think it's going to be. Uh, and so if that happens... Uh, strong demand isn't the solution to above target inflation, he says. That's why the potential for additional rate hikes remains on the table. And this is why I think a lot of the markets kind of, you know, I'll use the Yiddish term, plotsed, uh during the week because because they thought they they thought that they thought that you know, hey, full speed ahead, rates are coming down, things will be great. And so here's this guy saying. The potential for additional rate hikes remains on the table. And on the same time he does that, the, the Fed comes out with its minutes. It's pretty much at the, about an hour after he finishes this, these prepared remarks, the Fed releases the minutes of its meeting in December, which says rate hikes are still on the table. Indeed, I'll tell you what, we'll take a break here. I'm going to read you that language and I'm going to play Mr. Barkin. President Barkin for you right after this. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Your children and grandchildren are inheriting a world that's more upside down than ever before. They'll need extraordinary skills to make a positive impact. A Christian education will give them the solid foundation they need to not only endure, but thrive. And that education is available for half off their first year through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. To see our full list of participating schools and to see if the half-off tuitions program is a good fit for your family, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. 
Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-869-8560 That's 800-869-8560 Are you tired of going online every day and getting news meant to make you afraid and anxious? And all that meaningless celebrity gossip fighting for your attention? Want something different? Something positive? Make your homepage Christianity.com. Replace the bad news and fake news with the good news. The life-changing gospel truth meant to encourage your daily walk with Christ. With daily devotionals, answers to life's tough questions, and meaningful Bible study from your favorite pastors and authors on today's current events and issues, you now have a homepage that reflects your life and your faith. Don't settle for the negativity and superficiality that the rest of the Internet offers. Instead, choose a homepage that will uplift you and strengthen your faith. Join the thousands of others who have made the switch to Christianity.com and experience the difference that good news can make in your life. Don't wait any longer to make a change. Choose Christianity.com as your homepage today and embrace the positivity and inspiration that comes with the good news of Jesus Christ. Record-setting four-time Emmy Award winner Michelle Tafoya discusses politics and the state of our culture, free from mainstream media pressures. That means you'll find unhindered commentary and astute observations that bring greater depth to the topic at hand. Insight from subject matter experts and thought leaders round out the conversation. The Michelle Tafoya Podcast, free on YouTube, or stream via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. It's been a hard day's night, and I've been working like a dog. It's been a hard day's night. Welcome back. King Banyan like Show, the Biz 1440. We're 651-289-4477, the number to call, uh, TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our website. Look, we didn't get to talk about the Fed meeting when it happened because because my schedule and the schedule... What was going on in this building was just not conducive to us doing a show that time. But I want to read to you a couple bits of the minutes of the Fed's meeting. This will be the meeting from the the meeting minutes of uh, December 13th. Um, I'm going to read you two parts of two paragraphs, okay? And then we're going to connect that back to what President Barkin said, because he's really kind of one of the very first people to come out and say something because the holiday got in the way. He's about giving a talk in this last week, and he's, and there wasn't much out there. But again, it was a great speech. It, so anyway, the minutes, which are edited, prepared by the by the board, and my understanding is the the chairman uh, chair Powell reads these minutes before they're released to make sure they convey what he wants them to convey. They, I don't believe that I don't believe these minutes are actually 
voted on? I need to check on that. I'm not positive that's true. They may do an email vote on, on the minutes and I'm, that I'm a, unaware of, but I, I, I don't believe that's true. Um, anyway, the minutes read included these lines. For, first, quote, in their submitted projections of econo- economic projections, okay, the dot plot and all that, Almost all participants indicated that reflecting the improvements in their inflation outlooks, their baseline projections implied a lower target range for the Fed funds rate would be appropriate by the end of 2024, period. Yep, everybody saw that. Second sentence, participants also noted, however, that their outlooks were associated with an unusually elevated degree of uncertainty and that it was possible that the economy could evolve in a manner that would make further increases in the target range appropriate. Several several also observed that circumstances might warrant keeping the target range at its current level for longer than they currently anticipated. Okay, and then they get into their data-dependent language and so forth. So that's one. And then the other one, Okay, in terms of writing the policy action and getting ready to write their statement, they actually noted the insertion of a single word and why they did it the way they did it. And I think this was intentionally written post-meeting because they didn't like how people reacted to this word. Okay, Um, so what did they say? Members agreed to modify the sentence in their post-meeting statement discussing the considerations relevant for future policy actions to indicate that the committee would determine, quote, the extent of any additional policy firming that may be appropriate to return inflation to 2% over time, unquote. Members generally viewed the addition of the word any to this sentence as appropriately relaying their judgment that the target range for the Fed funds rate was likely now at or near its peak for this policy tightening cycle, while leaving open the possibility for future increases in the target range if these were warranted by the totality of incoming data, the evolving outlook, and the balance of risk. That reads like a sentence that Chair Powell reads to uh, to the press at the FOMC press conference after each meeting. It is almost, ex- he's trying to explain that word any was probably overinterpreted. So let me come back now to, to, uh, to President Barkin. Okay, so he's just talked about the risk to the plane landing softly, and that now he starts to explain, okay, he says, he says, as airline folks might say, there's foam on the runway that might help us to land this plane, this slowdown, and land this plane well. And he talks about he talks about uh, how it might turn out well. First, this is cut number nine. A slowdown, if we have one, could create less dislocation in the labor market. Businesses tell me that hiring has become easier, but no one is eager to let go the frontline workers they fought so hard to find. Latent demand might mean a slowdown would have less impact on spending as customers who put off purchases due to price and supply constraints finally have the opportunity to buy. And a slowdown wouldn't catch anybody by surprise, as businesses have been planning for a downturn for nearly two years. They've already slowed hiring, streamlined costs, managed inventory levels, and deferred investments. Banks have already cut back on marginal credit. So if a slowdown does come, the economy should find itself less vulnerable. 
So that's an argument for how things could the slowdown could turn out really well. And so he this is the hopeful piece, right? The hopeful piece is, yeah, I can see a story for why a slowdown might happen. But he continues. Cut number 10. The Fed's December meeting got a lot of attention. We acknowledged the progress on inflation and explicitly reaffirmed our willingness to hike if necessary. We also submitted our quarterly forecasts, which showed that we expect inflation to settle without additional hikes. In that context, one in which our forecasts are right and inflation does in fact continue to settle, most of us forecasted rate normalization to begin sometime this year. But the range of estimates was pretty wide, um, from two folks who forecasted no cuts uh, to one person who forecasted as many as six. That was interesting because the two folks and the one person were not in the prepared text. He added that. I'm reading the prepared. I'm reading the prepared text that was up on the Richmond Fed's website, and I think I tweeted it to you with the hashtag pound KBRS last last Wednesday. I'll retweet it at the end of the show today, so you can go back and review it again if you like. Uh, but but this is this is important. He says, look, if you have to understand, if I if we got the forecast right. The entirety of our forecast being right, meaning inflation comes back down to two and a half towards to two and a half percent and then even further down toward two percent. If it turns out that the unemployment rate is, you know, their unemployment rate expectation for next year probably includes some unemployment rates that are a half point higher. We'll probably have to hear about the SOM rule again with Claudia SOM, who actually, by the way, doesn't like her own rule, but everyone wants to bring it up to her and keeps putting her on. I mean, she's she's trying to make a living. And so getting on getting on the national business channels doesn't hurt her at all. So she'll come in and talk about it. But she tries to underplay what what she says. People are maybe uh, over interpreting uh, this idea that a recession always, you know, the rate cuts come after the unemployment rate goes up one half of one percent. It could. I mean, could it get to four point two percent sometime in the next six months? Yeah, very possible. And so rate cuts might come. But but that point, which I think is really important, that he said there are two members of the FOMC who say we're not cutting rates anytime in 2024. I think I know who they are. I d- I'm waiting for someone to claim it. Um, if President Bullard was still president at the St. Louis Fed, they have a brand new president just got a, just got appointed this week. Uh, if they have, if President Bullard was there, I think he'd probably tell you. Be a pretty good guess he was one. Um, but uh, do I know who those two are? No, I have. If, if you if you actually sat me down and say write down two names that you think are the two that were at were were the zeros, I I have two names in my head. Um, the one who's at six. I'm absolutely not sure who that is, but that sound that's that sounds pretty amazing. But that person who's saying six is basically repeating what the Fed funds futures market is saying. It may in fact be saying, yeah, we'll just meet whatever it is that the that the futures market is saying. Maybe just decided to base that dot on on what they saw in the market. It's not unreasonable. Okay. Um so let's play one last clip here. This is the this is right at the very end of of uh, of President Barkin's talk. Uh, this is cut eleven. So I'd I'd, for, I'd caution you to forecast to uh, sorry focus less on the rate path and more on the flight path. 
Is inflation continuing its descent? And is the broader economy continuing to fly smoothly? Conviction on both questions will determine the pace and timing of any change in rates. And I think the, I think the point, important point here is, and he doesn't really say this, but I think this is true. If the unemployment rate does head toward like 4.5%, all bets are off. The six, the, the six rate cut scenario for 2024 would happen if that happened. But if, if you believe that there is either not going to be a recession in 24 or closer to my thinking is it's a relatively mild recession, you might get an unemployment rate above 4% for a few months, but then it'll come back down again because markets are just, labor markets are different than they used to be, right? I don't think you can get to, you can get to six. I don't even think you can get to four. Three, maybe. Maybe that would take you down. That would take you down toward four and a half percent at the end of 2024. Okay, but but that still would be remarkable, and that that's why I say if you if you're with me on on what the Fed's going to do, I think it's remarkable to think you'd have another year where the Fed funds rate would stay above the rate on U.S. Treasuries. Right, U.S. Treasuries trading around four percent which would be six rate cuts below where the Fed funds rate is now. So I don't think you can get to a Fed funds rate. If you don't think you're going to get to a Fed funds rate below 4.5% by the end of 24, then I don't know how you could continue to believe that the U.S. Treasury will trade, the 10-year Treasury will trade below 4%. I think it has to go back to 45 or 5 and what does that do to mortgage rates? What does that do to business lending? What does that do to consumer spending and so forth? Those are the, those are the other pieces of my work that I still have to do to do a forecast. But I will come back to this one, this one point one more time. As long as you have wage inflation running around 4%, is the Fed, is the Fed likely to make significant cuts to you know, cuts to uh, the, the to interest rates. Our unemployment rates, if wages are rising at 4%, do we really think the unemployment rate is going to shoot up rapidly? Or do we think what happens first is wage rates come back down to growth closer to 3 maybe even a little below 3%. Okay. So those are the pieces that I'm sorting through as I start to build my forecast for 24 that's the thought process that's in mind we'll be back after this we'll do a little bit summers versus krugman uh right after this message on the king banyan show on the biz 1440 this is dennis prager now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you and without censorship from big tech Become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years, and it's commercial-free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. 
PragerTopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager Store. Thousands of hours, you can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, PragerTopia Unlimited. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night, and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Here you it here. It is critical. We keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, weather, and opinion. AM is also the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping you advised of threatening weather conditions and amber alerts. Text AM to the number 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Again, text AM to the number 52886. Standard message and data rates may apply. The Ramsey Show. And your husband's going to step up and get a backbone and deal with this because you're going to end up really further pissed at him if you don't. Yeah, you're going to end up losing your marriage over this. The Ramsey Show, live every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4. The Ramsey Show. I told my brother when he got married, I was like, listen, take the wedding budget. Use the half for the wedding and use the other half for, for marriage counseling. He didn't do it. But, uh, <laughs> I know. And neither did you. Live on the Biz 1440. Weekdays 1 to 4. Welcome back, King Banging Show, The Biz 1440. There has been a little bit of a, uh, not a controversy or even a contretemps or a, a falderall or whatever you'd like to call it. It's just economists having, having, continuing a discussion. Um, as we know, as you've known listening here to the show for the last three years, um, there's been this battle between quote unquote team transitory who thought all of the, all of the inflation that happened in 2020, 2020 and 2021 was due to supply constraints that would be temporary. They'd work themselves out and inflation would come back down without needing the Fed to raise rates rapidly versus those that said, said, no, it's uh, a whole lot of demand stimulus out of uh, out of largely out of fiscal transfers. Um, you know, uh, the CARES Act, CARISA, uh, the American Recovery Plan, all of them just dumping trillions of dollars of stimulus into the economy that is still uh, still working its way through the system. That argument has continued, and in a column that ran, um, I don't think we talked about this last week, um, a column that ran on the 18th in the in the New York Times 
Paul Krugman, who is, is he says, I was in team transitory. Then he says, I was wrong. But now it's kind of like doubling back and saying, maybe I was right after all. Look what's happening out there. Okay. A combination of rising employment and falling inflation is exactly what you'd expect in an economy with improving supply chains. It's also what you get when you look at the economy in detail, right? The rest of us don't look at it in detail. Heck, Paul, have you listened to the last two hours of this show? Um, The fastest growing sectors have had the biggest decline in inflation. And statistical models of inflation that include supply chain measures track inflation in recent years in a way that more, more conventional models don't. But many economists who were wrongly pessimistic about the inflation, and then he then the the sideswipe. We almost need the side sound of a uh, of squealing tires here. Most prominently, Larry Summers, although he isn't alone, remain unwilling to accept the obvious. Instead, they argued that the Fed, which began reserve, began raising interest rates sharply in 2022, deserves the credit for inflation. The question is, how is that supposed to have worked? The original pessimist argument was for the Fed that the Fed needed to create a lot of unemployment to reduce inflation. As best I can tell, the argument now is that by acting tough, the Fed convinced people that inflation would come down and that this was a self-fulfilling prophecy. There is, as far as I can see, no evidence at all for this story. So he's called out Paul uh, Larry Summers and does it in a column running the week before Christmas. And so it only comes around to last night that uh, Summers gets his usual weekly hit on uh, Bloomberg's Wall Street Week, Bloomberg TV's Wall Street Week, Um and um, and gets asked by the host the question, basically asking him, "What's this thing going on with Krugman?" And he tries to, and it's like a two and a half an, two and a half minute answer. I think I got this cut down to to like a little over a minute. I tried to get the best parts of it out of this. I think this works. So this would be cut number what, I, number six. Yes, absolutely. There have been important supply elements. Uh, I have always stressed that we never were an 8% or a 7% inflation country, that because of bottlenecks, a variety of prices went up, adding to inflation, and they would then come down, subtracting uh, from inflation. I'm not sure we're really a 2% target inflation country in any durable sense. I look, for example, at the 5.2% wage increase the federal government just gave, at strike activity that's more than it's been in a decade, at still tight uh, labor markets, at potential geopolitical risks in commodity markets, at the fact that house prices have really started to turn uh, back up. and. I'm far from sure where we're going to go on inflation. So to declare that proverbial soft landing to have taken place uh, seems to me to be uh, premature. I can't say it any better than that. (laughs) I have I'll admit this show. This show has been team summers for about three years Um, and a little bit team Mohammed El Arian as well but more team summers to be to be blunt not not disrespecting muhammad in any way by saying that um not 
by the way, not a person I would have thought I would uh, be supporting all that much. Uh, it's not a personal reason, but uh, I was uh, when I was advising in Ukraine back in the mid 1990s. Um, there was guff that came from within and outside of uh, outside of uh, the inside and outside of the State Department. Some of it came from Treasury. Larry Summers worked in Treasury during the Bill Clinton period. Uh, eventually became the Secretary of the Treasury uh, later on, but after I left you, after I left Ukraine, but uh, certainly uh, had had a significant number of things to say. He's not someone I typically find myself in agreement with, but for the last three years, I think this has been right. I think Paul Krugman is creating a straw man argument, trying to take the most extreme position on this, and then, and I don't think he's acknowledged that. I think. I think uh, I think uh, I think you could say Summers is probably not inclined to do this. I'm just going to put it put it bluntly. You get the sense that these two guys who are on the same side of the political spectrum. There's a little professional jealousy going on between them. Krugman has a Nobel Prize, but has never actually been invited to work in the government. Summers is a former sec- uh, Treasury secretary, has been in- inside and outside of government many times. He's been a, he's been an Ivy League uh, university president. Krugman will never be asked to do that, uh, and I think I think you could take it from there. There's clearly a little. It's kind it's kind of fun to see this. I thought you'd want to hear a little bit of it because this is what an economic seminar at a top thirty institution sounds like. It's this kind of argumentation, uh, and uh, it's doing that. By the way, I'm pretty sure. Uh, that Summers uh, is current. I think they're probably both at the American Economic Association meetings, which are happening this weekend down in San Antonio. Um, so um, uh, uh, anyway, I wish you uh, all a, a happy new year. I want to welcome you to 2024. Uh, thanks so much. Thanks, thank you, uh, Spencer, for your work in pulling those clips together. See you next week here on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. Mental health and substance use disorders are complex stigmatizing, and can be overwhelming issues for families to face. Finding the right diagnosis and care can sometimes feel impossible, especially when you don't know where to start looking. Hazelden Betty Ford understands what your family is going through. Hazelden Betty Ford's patient access team will direct you towards a clear path forward in network with most insurances. This message is brought to you by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. China is attacking the U.S. patent system, stealing American innovations, and we are helping them do it. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation Race, the shocking new movie from the Tea Party Patriots, exposes the truth. China will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. This is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. If China gains control over 5G technology with a flip of a switch, they could remotely turn off our phones, our cars, even our power grid. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. We need to up our game. In today's high-tech world, there's no prize for second place. Watch Innovation Race. Available now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. 
The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. The Biz 1440, KYC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.